morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi, Tere. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Apologies for my tardiness. I was being a hoe this morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It happens to the best of us. Uh, Your girl had a little sleepover, which is like, you know, kind of perfect for this episode, right? Right. No, that's perfect. I'm glad glad one of us had a sleepover. Hey, you know, it's hard out here. Trust me, I know. Um, So do you want to introduce yourself or reintroduce yourself for our listeners? I know you've been on the show before, but it's been a while. It has, it has, yeah. So I'm Tere Hurtado. I am a content creator slash model slash fitness enthusiast slash mental hair, mental health, mental health advocate. And I'm, I mean, I'm a mom, a former teacher, just a whole bunch of stuff. But um, yes, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yay. Thanks so much for coming back on. I'm so excited to chat with you. So what's been going on in your life since the last time? Um, so much you stopped teaching yeah I did say former teacher because since the last time I was on here I have quit teaching yes um, which was it was a big 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 move big life adjustment big life decision but honestly it was for the best and I couldn't be happier um and then I've got a project that I'm working on that I'm not allowed to share just yet <laughs> but it's a really big deal and I'm super excited about it and I really just can't wait to be able to share more yeah absolutely I love seeing you thriving especially with like man do you have any words for educators out there right now because like talk about it being hard to be single like <laughs> It, is, it seems very difficult to be an educator um, these days. It is. It's so, it's so rough. Teaching as a profession itself has kind of like, people don't respect that profession anymore. But then even just like the political atmosphere right now, the social atmosphere right now, like, you know, every other day, I mean, at least here in, in Texas, I don't know for the rest of the U.S., but there's a new story about a teacher get, getting beat up or by a student or a teacher getting beat up by a parent. Um, the Ella, the middle school that I used to, that I worked at right before I quit, um, a parent went up to the school and I was upset and instead of, you know, having a proper discussion with the principal, brought her adult daughter and they both beat up our principal. So it's what? <laughs> Girl, yes, it is. It, education is a hot mess right now, and our leaders in power are just kind of not really caring about our kids or our educators, and it's a very toxic environment, which I know nurses mm. can also relate to, but I just mm-hmm. I need it out for my mental health. So all the teachers who are still in the system, I empathize with you. I understand exactly what you're going through, and you know, at least it's May. You're almost done for this school year, but... <laughs> hang in there and you know I hope that you just you stick you find your people who will get you through the day because I know that's something that I had to do when I was there I had to find my people my co-workers my my friends who I could rely on whenever I needed you know just some breathing room yeah absolutely support system is so important mm-hmm. um, and you left teaching and I know it was like really scary and I see a lot of people in that like you know line of work trying to figure out what else they can do so do you have any advice for anybody who's like considering leaving and is like scared or I mean big changes are always hard right yeah you know I I I think I was blessed that 
I had or have hobbies outside of work. And I was able to turn those hobbies into a, a career, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of teachers who have side hustles who are like, you know, maybe they're like photographers on the weekend or they have a little Etsy shop that they run on the side. So, you know, do maybe look at those things as a possible option that is going to help you get out. So, you know, what's the term? Like, uh, it's you keeping your side hustle until it's your main hustle or something like Mm -hmm. that. But, like, keep going. And then I know some teachers who originally went to college with the intention of being something else and they got a degree in something else and then they just kind of fell into teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe, you know, explore what that degree was for. Like, I have a friend who went to – um, college for advert- advertising and marketing, but she ended up being a Spanish teacher. And then she just recently quit teaching too. And she's actually going to be finally using her degree in advertising and marketing, which I was so happy for her. But, you know, like find find your passion, find something that make, makes you happy and offers you the things that you're looking for, which for me was work-life balance. And luckily I, I, I had this thing going and I was able to achieve that. Yeah, life is way too short to be miserable. I say that all the time, all the time. Like as far as like career wise, but also dating wise, like a relationship wise. Yes. People that like, you know, our life is already so short, and mm-hmm. like your your love life shouldn't be like a mediocre thing in your life. Like you should really, you know, go for the things that you want and need out of a relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's something I'm definitely learning with like being newly single after almost a decade, you know, and it's like last time I was single, I was in my early 20s. I was a hot mess. Like I was just, (laughs) you know, and I had zero standards. I had zero confidence. You know, I had it was like so dating now is like completely different. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually I'm finding it really fun. But that's probably just because I'm still like at the beginning stages. Yeah. Um, but that is something that I've really had to have continuously remind myself of is like stay sticking with those standards. Yeah. And so I just want you to talk about that because I feel like you're just so good at like spotting out bullshit and being like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just so I I haven't had a long term relationship in a long time. And honestly, I can probably tell you've only had like two long-term relationships in my whole life and I'm 35 so like you Mm -hmm. know that's that's not a lot I feel like most people my age either found their one really early on and they're married or you know they've had more than just two long-term relationships um but earlier like in my 20s I I didn't date much because I was a young mom and I was in college and so I just kind of put dating to the side so whenever I did start dating kind of more towards my mid and late 20s I had to learn real quick what the dating scene was like. (laughs) I learned all about ghosting. I learned all about love bombing. I just like, it's all of those things that I had to learn being in the trenches. And just over time, I've been able to identify the, the, the things that are red flags and I'm like, Oh, Nope, not falling for that one. Or like, Oh, Nope. Yes. It also helped me realize what I'm looking for because, you know, I I saw somewhere it's like the questions like girls always ask themselves or women like, does he like me? Does he like me? But what really we should be asking him is do I even like him? Yes. More like, (laughs) we kind of fall into this trap of like, oh, I found a good one. I let me, let mm-hmm. me I hold on to him. Um, but then when you stop to rationalize, like, but wait, but do I really like him? Or am mm-hmm. I just like, kind of happy that I found a normal one and I kind of want to hang on to him? <laughs> you know, because there are some weirdos out there. But seriously, yeah, like walk into when I meet someone new, I walk into it asking like, does he like me? Like, does he, is he showing the signs that he actually likes me? But also, do I like him? Can I see myself with him and, you know, building a life or doing the things that people in relationships do? Because um, I think sometimes, like, especially when I was younger, it was kind of more like I wanted them to like me so much. And I didn't really stop to think about it. Like, yeah, I don't really like him that bad, that, that much. Mm-hmm. Something I've really realized is like, so often especially with dating and being a woman and like longing for that like genuine connection which is so hard to find 
Yeah. Um, a lot of people just, I feel like we live in a very like disposable world now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> especially with the swiping culture and all that. Um, but like something I've really realized is like most of the time, I don't even like these dudes when they're like not giving me what I want. It's just triggering my anxious attachment style. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even about you. Like you suck actually. <laughs> like if yeah. I like really look at it. You know, the whole picture, like, you're terrible. You're just triggering that that anxious attachment I have or whatever our attachment styles are, like, the things that make us feel rejected, right? And then, like, we just, like, long to be wanted. And so we end up, like, chasing these, like, dusty-ass men who, like, don't even have anything to offer us. Yeah. Um, so, like, for me, I've definitely been, like, as soon as I have that feeling of, like, here because like women we're so intuitive and we've mm-hmm. been trained to ignore our intuition but when you pay attention to that shit and you're like nope on to the next it becomes yeah. a lot easier absolutely absolutely um you so know, I- that, comes, that comes with like being self-aware too yes you have to do that the intrinsic work to be self-aware too so you're able to recognize oh no this is just my you know attachment style doing yep. right now yep yeah <laughs> So something I've really started doing is like with men like that, they're so, men are so predictable. They're (laughs) so easy to fuck with. Like, like, so say like I'm talking to this guy and he's like red flags, right? Red flags, red flags. But like, you know, they're going to stick around and like pop up every once in a while because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. So I like to reverse it on them and like love bomb them and scare them and like (laughs) ask for things that I know that they're unwilling to give me. And then they just disappear, and then you never hear from them again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like your way of uh, letting them down easier, breaking up with them. Yeah. Pretty much, just because I know, like, if, if I just, like, play it cool and I don't, like, play into it, then, like, you're just going to pop back up in a month, right? Yeah. And be like, what you doing? You're not even going to type it out. You're just going to hit me with a WID, you know? Dude, no. And that's, like, another, those, like, text, that, like, the what are you doing text messages, like, after they've ghosted you or after they've gone away for a while. Yes. You know, like, before, <laughs> I think when I was younger, I would be like, oh, my God, they're back. And I would, yes. it and I would reply. <laughs> And, and now I'm just like, when they do that, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, not, not yeah, today. Who are you? Or I'm like, stop texting me. Um, I just, I don't put up with the bullshit anymore. I, I just, I, I don't have the patience for it. And honestly, it is better to be by yourself and not have these like, stupid men like giving you, <laughs> you know, like playing with your emotions and like, you know. Mm-hmm making your life more difficult like it is so much better to just like be on your own and have those standards because like a man or you know whatever you're into whoever you're like trying to go after a person who has substance appreciates when you have standards agree yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. I yeah the the last guy that I dated um we, we both bonded over that. Like we have standards and like, we're not willing to compromise on, like we're willing to compromise on certain things. But yes. like the big, big things like, no, like, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, I need that. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm still a little sad because he had to move away for work, but. Mm. See, I'm the type of bitch I would have moved with him. I would have been like, so, I'm coming with you. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big story there. I mean. Um, one, we had only been dating for like a month or two when he found out he had to move. So it was like, I think it was something like we'd been dating for like six months or something, you know, like, and the option was there. Maybe, um, we did consider, we did talk about, you know, doing the long distance thing, but it just seemed like we were really trying to force it. And he was concerned about, it, it was a big career move for him. Like it was a big jump and he wanted to be that he was able to focus on his career and as a person who's career like a career oriented like I am I totally understand where he was coming from and I mean yeah like you know we have like FaceTime dates and we keep in touch so it's not like we're completely like out of the picture but it was just like one of those things where like okay we have to be grown up about it and I like have a whole life and a kid and everything and I can't just like pick up and move you know yeah 
And that's so smart of you. And timing is everything, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I think that so often we want everything to happen so fast and we want like the end result right away. I mean, we could say that about everything in life, right? But especially with relationships, it's like you want to be at that like happy, happily ever after. (laughs) But it's like, it takes a long time to like build genuine connections and meaningful relationships. You know, and Um, I'm not in a rush. Like I I yearn for that. I yearn for having a partner that I can do life with. That I'm Mm -hmm. never going to say like, I don't need no man. No, I I want a man. Like I don't need a man, but I want a man. But I'm not willing to just like, you know, fall through the first bozo that (laughs) commit to me you know like I, absolutely I want to be equally committed to them and so I'm not in a rush to like find my person for all I know my person is probably out there you know in the middle of a divorce right now I don't know so <laughs> like I, I'm I'm willing to be patient and I'm willing to hold my ground onto the things that I know that I want in a partner um and it doesn't bother me and I'm happy like being alone like I it's helped me grow as a person it's helped me grow professionally it's allowed me to learn to love myself because I think a lot of um you know being able to give yourself to someone is also knowing and loving yourself because that's how you don't accept the bullshit you know one thing Mm -hmm. that I say is like you treat others how to treat you by what you allow so it's, it's like if a man comes in here and he treats me like shit and I still stick around, that's going to be the relationship status quo for the remainder of the time that we're together. He's going to treat me like bullshit because he's going to know that I allow it and I'm okay yep. with it and I'm not really going to fight back on it. So I, I don't. And one other thing, you know, my mom and my tias used to tell me when I was like a teenager, they would always say, um, mejor sola que mal acompañada, which is like you're better off alone than being with the wrong person. And mm-hmm. I, I saw that whenever I was with my son's father. I granted I was a teenager then, but I knew that he wasn't the right person. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to build the life that I envisioned for myself next to him. So it was like a nah, see ya, bye type <laughs> of situation. And and I kind of lived by that. And I think sometimes people want to say like, well, that's why you're alone because you have too many uh, requirements or too high of standards. And it's like, okay, and? So if, if that's what it is, I have too high of standards, um, I'm perfectly fine being alone. And, you know, and if someone if does meet those standards and I knew it was worth waiting for. Yeah. You have to know your value for somebody else to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me what is your list? Like, what is your list? What are your must haves? What are the things that you need out of a partner? Um, what are you looking it's... for? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Honestly, I know this is going to sound pretty shallow right now, but I, after going through like a weight loss transformation the way I have and valuing fitness and having Mm -hmm. an active lifestyle, it's very important to me that whoever I am with also embodies that. I mean, I want something, someone who is active. They don't have to be like a bodybuilder, you know, like anything crazy like that. But I do want someone who takes care of their body and who wants to live a long, healthy life, who wants to do the meal prep stuff with me, who wants to go on gym dates with me. Um, like I said, like, sometimes I sound kind of shallow, but I, I want that and I need that. Um, and then that's shallow at all, because somebody who <laughs> takes care of themselves is able to take care of you, you know? So, uh, you know what? Yes, I agree. I agree. So, and, yeah, and being I mean, with someone, it's, it's very hard to be with somebody who's extremely unhealthy when you are yeah. living a healthy life because, like, you're like, you're living the full embodiment of wellness, right? Like you're not just going to the gym and then like being mentally unwell, like you embody wellness. So like, it it makes sense that you want to be with somebody that's important to me too, as well. Like you have to be taking care of your mind, your body, your spirit, all of it. Yeah. And I don't (laughs) want someone who's going to be like judging me if you're going to the gym Right. Or like weird or jealous about it or like, yes, insecure. Oh, yes. Oh, that's one thing too. I need, I need someone, I need a man who is secure in himself. And I don't mean like cockiness because I can't stand cockiness. There's a difference between being cocky and being secure. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I can't do the cockiness. I can't do the men who like only talk about money. I have been on so many dates. (laughs) 
where like literally the first date all they want to talk about is like oh my watch costs this much my this much like oh i just made a deal for this much and it's like bro i don't care <laughs> like i i'm not saying i'm like filthy rich or anything because i'm not but like if 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 money was like a big thing for me i would have already married i would have married an ugly ass man for the money you know right yeah <laughs> you know people like, married for uh, money and not for love i would have done that already i could have married for money and not for love but i'm doing the opposite i want to marry for love not for money right so, to be clear yeah. i'm looking for both <laughs> on the cake but like, i'm looking for the you know what i'm saying <laughs> i mean who wouldn't want the unicorn you know? right yes all I mean, I I want all of want it. A butt, you know like i don't like right you have like a job you better have goals. You, better, you better be driven and that's another thing i can't stand lazy people so i need someone who is just as driven as i am someone who wants to work hard um towards something and they have a vision and a goal because I, I i just i can't do like laziness and complacency i just can't yes do yes yes i for me what i've realized is i can't deal with people who have a like a scarcity mindset mm -hmm. people who are just stuck in this like you know oh i can't do that oh that's not gonna be enough you know like just no like i need abundance yeah agreed agreed so like yeah those things are very important to me and then of course as a latina i need i would prefer to have someone who's family oriented because you know that you you're okay hanging out with my family or i'm okay going hanging out with your family and um yeah i need someone who's like that because i've met some people who like don't have any type of relationship with their parents or their siblings and Red flag. i totally understand <laughs> like i understand that sometimes people you know, need to separate from family members and blood isn't the only thing that makes you family. I totally get that. Yeah. Not, you know, I'm not going to like shame people for that. But at the same time, like I, because I am such a family oriented person, I want someone who understands that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And so for you, like, do you feel like cultural differences is something that you like, like for me, I've realized, like, especially in my marriage and being married to like a white man who really struggled to understand cultural nuances, mm -hmm. um, importance of those, especially to me, um, and just like my, and just I never felt like safe or protected in situations. Uh, like, have you have you come across that at all? Like as a Latina, like, 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 I've realized that I have to date somebody, honestly, who is probably BIPOC, because it's just it, it's really difficult like the the cultural or I guess lack of cultural education um you know and that's been my experience so I'm just curious if like you've had that experience as well um not when it comes to dating white men I haven't really experienced it in that regard what I can't do as far as culturally is machismo and that's something mm. that I kind of like struggle with when I do date Hispanic men mm -hmm. you know I'm not saying that all fall into the stereotype but a lot of them they um, a know, lot they're, of them they're mama's boys and they're very like oh toxic masculinity I'm you know um like when they open a hinge line or a bumble line with like do you cook or whatever I'm like nope Ew, you know gross <laughs> can't do that I, I just can't so that's one thing that I I kind of you know my little spidey sense goes off whenever I do meet someone new it's like what kind of things they ask because it kind of helps me realize like where their value is or what they're looking for like do you want a partner or do you want a, a maid you know so and that's kind of like what I when I have dated Latino men that's usually like what the vibe I get. And then, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. Or like they want me to pop out five kids and I'm like, listen, I have an almost 18 year old. I'm not about to start over. And I often say that I don't want more kids, but I think that if I found the right person, I don't know, I could be persuaded to make a new baby, but yeah. like, I'm also not going to, you know, start all over and have five kids and then be a stay at home mom. I, I, 
admire stay-at-home moms. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. I have tons of friends who are stay-at-home moms. That is a that's a hard job. Talk about teaching being a hard job. Stay-at-home moms is a hard job too. And, and you don't get paid shit. And you're not getting paid, right? And it's just like I don't think I have it in me to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, I I completely agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah, I just Same. don't. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I definitely, um, like, I would love to find, but I completely understand what you're saying about Latina and, um, yeah, it can be a little yeah. difficult. It can be a little difficult. It can. It can. <laughs> and, and I mean, just, and, you know, the, the biggest thing that I really have um, struggled with is, like, political alignment, because I'm in mm. Texas. So right. you know, we're a big red state and my values are not necessarily red. So it's kind of hard <laughs> to like find someone who aligns that way with me, like morally, politically, socially, um, which is a big deal to me. I'm sorry, but like it's important. Yeah, it should be. I have a hard time understanding people who are in relationships that have very different like core values like that. Yeah. Like, I don't get how people can be like that's And, you know, you do you, whatever works for you. But I completely agree. I could never be with somebody who, like, had, like, complete opposite views on all of that. Especially when it comes to, like, human rights and women's rights. And, you know, like, mm, mm-hmm. we, we got to be on the same page. So I want to talk about red flags. I know we've mentioned a few. There's the ghosting and the love bombing. The two... <laughs> The two we experience most often. What are other like red flags that you look for, like initially, even like looking through profiles and stuff? Because I feel like a lot of people don't do the vetting like initially. Girl, you're with dating, you're gonna get me canceled right now. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Let's hear them. Let's hear them, girl. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm a single parent. I totally understand how one could find themselves being a single parent. I don't mind dating another single parent, but your children or child need to come from the same mother. If you have multiple children with multiple women, it's an automatic no for me. Like, okay. it's not going to happen. I, and, yeah. and I, maybe you're a widow first and divorced second or whatever. I, however it happened, I it just, to me, I can't. I, yeah. So, yeah, you know, so. I get I'm that. Not, I won't date people who have kids. I will certainly date you if you have kids. I have dated people who have kids. In fact, I found it a little bit easier to date someone who has kids because they understand what it's like to be a parent and, you know, having to put your child first. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with dating uh, uh, people who have kids. I just can't do it if you have multiple kids with multiple women. Okay. So that's, no, no that's multiple baby flag. mamas. Yeah, that's a red flag for okay. me. Um, okay. There are also... <laughs> This is the one where I'm going to get canceled. There are certain careers or certain professions that I will not date. Um, and Ooh, like, let's I'm hear them. Dating apps, a lot of people like what their profession is. No, I can't tell you all of them. I'll get canceled <laughs> for my reasoning. But like, so okay, I'll give you one example. Okay. Okay. I cannot date pilots. I will not date a pilot. Ooh, um, oh, they're. I bet they're hoes, huh? They are. Yes, and <laughs> and you can tell from their profiles because. Sometimes, you know, they'll say that, you know, they're married, but they're in town for a night or two and looking for some fun. Like, they're, they're pretty gross. Yeah. I like no, that. I mean, honest. like, okay, I like, I like radical honesty, but like still, that's gross. No, I mean, and, okay. And, you know, I do. Pilots, like, noted, okay. noted. Avoid yeah. the pilot. I'm not gonna, I your like list. Her. Yeah. After uh, the station, send your list. Because <laughs> I. <laughs> Okay. Um, I also won't date chefs and <laughs> <laughs> I worked in the restaurant industry so 100% understand that. <laughs> like in the service industry because they tend to work late nights, they tend to work weekends, long hours and first of all my love language is quality time. And okay. I go to bed at nine. So if you're working <laughs> until 3 a.m., like, it just, no, like, I, I can't. Um, So, yeah, like that. And then just, like, from hearing stories and just knowing people who work in the service industry and I hear the things that go on and 
the stock rooms and after hours and it's like yep. I don't know that I could have that much uh, I don't want to say confidence I just I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm going to doubt my partner you know and so absolutely I, I, yeah that's just I won't I, I won't I, I <laughs> but, just have to say like, too like I, I know a lot and I feel like you have to have some type of strong personality disorder to be a chef like (laughs) I'll get canceled I don't care y'all could cancel me but I like literally like I mm -hmm, yep chefs I get it 100 percent and that's okay because I totally get that there are men who are like I won't date a influencer I won't date a a tiktoker or whatever and like okay and I respect that and I totally get that and if you're not into me because of what I do I understand and I will walk away because I want the, you know, who I am interested in to understand that too. So I don't know. I think it's like a totally valid reason to not want to pursue a relationship with someone. Um, Absolutely. Because when your profession definitely has a lot to do with like your lifestyle and you know, (laughs) what type of person you are and what you like to do. So yeah, that makes yeah, sense. you know, like whoever whoever is with me um needs to understand I I put my life on the internet. Like there are a mm-hmm. lot of things I do keep private. You know, there's a lot of things that people don't know about me because I do keep the big things to myself. Like even when I'm yeah. dating someone, I don't ever really post them. I don't really say anything. Maybe like my close friends will know about them, but like I don't really post things like that. I like to keep a lot of those things private to myself. But the person who is with me has to understand that I do put my life on the internet and I do talk about things. And as a mental health advocate and as a wellness um, advocate, I I do talk a lot about like relationships and communication styles and things like that. And so they have to be okay with that. And if you are not if you do not like that, you don't want to, you know, put your stuff on the internet, then I totally understand. So since you are on social media, have you had this experience? I feel like I've had this experience and I'm just, it seems to be very common these days. I think so I know you, where you're going. <laughs> so you meet this guy and you guys are vibing. Maybe you go on a couple dates and then like, like he just stops, right? He just stops the communication, ghosts, whatever. But still be on your Instagram, watching your stories, liking your posts. What is all that shit? That's not where I thought you were going. Oh, okay. That has happened to me. (laughs) Where did you think I was going? Uh, Okay, so this has happened to me twice. Hold on. Let's let's talk about what you said first. Okay. Yes, I do have a lot of uh, ghosts who are spirits. Let's call them spirits. Um, you have a lot of spirits hanging around, <laughs> you know, they, they like to watch my stories. Um, in fact, there are a couple who stopped following me, but I still see them on my story view. So, you know, they have to purposely go to my profile to view my story because if they don't so follow me, I don't just weird. Up. It's so weird. It is weird. And Weirdo. I, I don't acknowledge it. I don't like respond to them. Yeah. Um, you know, in fact, it's like, go ahead, keep watching me live my best right? life. Right. Right. What you missed. Yep. Um, but no, the thing that I was going to talk to that I thought you were going to say is I, there's been two instances where I have gone like in a date or two, and then they later on ask how they can grow their social media. What? Yes. They're like asking you for social media advice. Stop it. Yes, and it kind of comes off the way that it's been worded. It kind of comes off as like, "Oh, you don't really want to date me for me. You kind of want to date me for clout, or because you want to be an influencer, uh, or mm. you want to be a content creator, and so you want me to like help you raise your follower count, you know? And it just it comes off very disingenuine and it's an automatic like ick when I when that happens that's so interesting and now that you're saying that I was I was dating this guy and he would ask me so many questions about my podcast and how I grew it and now you you got me connecting dots girl (laughs) well I think when they ask because it's okay like they can ask about your your yeah but he he wanted to start a podcast yeah 
right or like <laughs> like you know after two dates and then they're asking you to do a collab post with them it's like hold up that's so weird that's, like you're crossing the line here like we're not even there yet like you know if naturally down the line that happens okay cool but like if that's what you're coming with right out of the gate it just comes off so disingenuine and it just yeah it, the ick, and it's like mm, no mm-hmm. um yeah so I want to talk about love bombing and like the signs early on to look for for a love bomber because I have to be honest when I first started dating like I said it had been like a freaking decade right so mm-hmm. like I really didn't like I didn't really like know what to look for mm-hmm. so like I'm just curious like what are the signs you look for when it comes to like love bombers because I feel like they're ooh, they're in they're in high, like they're everywhere <laughs> Yeah. The love Um, bombers. The number one first sign for me is when they start giving you pet names, like right out of the gate. Baby, sweetheart, princess. Like they're trying to already establish like an intimate connection with you. Um, And and that is like sign number one. I'm okay calling you by your first name until, you know, we've gone on a couple of dates. I don't need to start calling you baby from our first initial like text message like to me that's kind of weird that's like love bombing 101 um so I can't uh, and I hate when people call me princess it just ew gross yeah so like it's giving it's giving like mm, to catch a predator right (laughs) right so that's the number one sign for me. It's like when they start giving you like pet or baby names. Um, number two is when they start making like very serious or long-term plans with you when mm. you haven't met yet or you've only gone on one date. Like let's say you you just matched with someone, right? And they're already talking about like, oh, we're going to um, get married and we're going to have this many babies. And, we're gonna, and it's, like, it's That's what weird. I'm like. I got to go to the bathroom and then I leave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That so that I those are the things I look for, um, and then also like when they want to just shower you with gifts. Um, listen, most most girls love gifts. Who's gonna say no to like, oh, you got some nice flowers or you whatever? Um, but if they're constantly like every single day, like I was dating this one guy a couple years back, and the first date he brought flowers, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. You know, um, and that's, that's happened a lot of times, actually, where I go on a first date and they bring flowers. I think that's kind of cute. Um, and I don't mind it. But then this guy, literally every date, he would bring flowers. Mm. And, it was, and like at one point, I had like four bouquets on my kitchen island. And it was a little weird. And it was like, but why does he keep giving me so many flowers? <laughs> and I don't know. It just like late. And then, and then he started doing the whole like, calling me like baby sweetheart things and I'm like okay no this is like love bombing and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what his ultimate goal is here but like it just it feels off to me it feels off and so it was like a peace out yeah for sure yeah that's that's a little weird um one of my least favorites are the the all day everyday texters yes the 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 like listen I like I love a good morning beautiful text or whatever like okay cool like check in with me every once in a while that's cool but you want to like talk to me talk to me like call me <laughs> I'm a grown I like to talk on the phone or like video chat if we're not like in person but like yeah yes the texters and I had one of those right out of the gate actually like the first dude I dated um being single and I was just so blind like to his love bombing and when I finally went to like delete him and like get him out of my phone this man had texted me 3,000 times holy shit over I mean back and forth right we had text 3,000 times and that's when I was like this is not normal like Mm. so yeah the texters and then also the snapchatters don't add me on snapchat oh girl no You have Snapchat. Listen, no, thank you. Mid to late thirties, and you still got a Snapchat. <laughs> the fuck no. Bye. 
like I have a Snapchat, but it's literally to stay in contact with like my cousins and my like the younger generation of my family, like the Gen Zers. Like when I need to reach my nephew, usually I'll reach him faster if I snap him rather than text him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. I use it literally to talk to teenagers <laughs> that I'm related to, you know, but like I'm wow, glad you like, added the I'm related to part. Did I'm yes, <laughs> I'm related to people, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I noticed right away, like even just on like dating apps, like if your Snapchat is in your bio, no thank you. Yeah. No, hundred percent no. Snapchat, nope, bye. Mm-hmm. Snapchat on their Instagram bio, nope, bye. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. Because all you're looking for is for girls to send you pictures and like to boost your oh, ego that's a red flag right there when like they immediately ask you for a picture yeah no thank you they're photo no, collectors like, no and, and especially like if you met on a dating app right i'm mm-hmm. sorry there's six pictures of me over there Go right if you want one that bad right yeah it's like i um no like i will send you a picture when i feel ready and want to send you a picture don't be asking me for pictures yes I completely agree yes one of another huge red flag for me that I hate are men who talk shit about women like even just like in a casual conversation say like this is real life story this dude was talking shit about JLo and I was like I can't do this (laughs) it's not gonna work for me like I just I really can't stand men talk shit on women for no reason like would you even like women (laughs) yeah it's like dude you do realize i'm a woman too right (laughs) right or if they say females oh see and i i wonder if that's a generation thing because i feel like a lot of like younger guys use that word Mm -hmm. to women they'll be like females this females that and and like even like my own kid who my son like he'll use the word female and i'm like I freaking hate it. I'm like, can you say girl, please? Like, why right. do you have to say female? And like, it just feels because, degrading or something. No, it I does. don't know. It's kind of, they kind of make it sound degrading, derogatory. Like, yeah. And it's like, no, they're women. They're girls. Like, just say that. Yes. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a generation thing or a culture thing. But yeah, it kind of irks me when I hear men say females. Yeah same um so what is your like vetting process like do you do men typically before you like go out on a date with them or do you like kind of feel it out first um so first I want to make sure that there's chemistry like are we you know are we bantering are we getting along just through text and phone calls or whatever um like I look for chemistry um, and then I also look for compatibility. And to me, that's a big thing because I'm not about to go on a first date with you, give you my time if there's no compatibility and we're just not going to mesh well down the, down the line. You know, I totally get the opposites attract and I'm totally willing to give people chances. But like if like I don't I don't smoke, I, I drink, but I don't smoke. I don't do drugs and I don't judge people who do like, do you like my siblings smoke, like whatever. I don't care. But like, if, if you, if that's like your idea of a fun time all the time, then <laughs> you're going to resent me because I won't do it. Or I'm going to resent you because you're not going to do the things that I want to do. For so, like, sure. I even put ourselves in that situation. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Like, Things like that, like if we're if we're not gonna our lifestyles are not compatible, then I like don't let's not waste our time. So mm-hmm. I, I do look for that. I check for chemistry, I check for compatibility. I will do a deep dive Google search on you to make sure that you are a real person. I will find your LinkedIn if I have to, because I like I've never been catfished, but like I wanna make sure that I'm I'm safe, you know? And yeah. then, like with this big um like right now, like, you know, um, like trafficking, like human trafficking going on too. like, you never know who has ulterior motives. So I do like want to make sure that I'm safe. And then once I've established that, okay, like it's safe, literally safe to go on a date with you. I will never let a man pick me up. Like when they're like, okay, give me your dress. I'll yes. Like, no, sir. Hell no. Tell me where we're going and I will meet you there. Yes. Myself there or I will drive myself there because if I need to make a getaway, I mm-hmm. need to have my own 
transportation. And second of all, if we don't know each other, you don't need to have my address. Like, thing. Like, what if they like become a stalker? Mm-hmm. You just them your one like big thing of privacy. The one thing that's gonna keep you a little bit safe. You just gave them your address. Um, so I I don't let them pick me up. Um, I them there. It has to be a public place. We're not gonna meet in the back corner of a park. You know. <laughs> go to dinner we're gonna go to a coffee shop you know we're gonna be somewhere where lots of people are around um and then I always take my taser and my pepper spray with me because you never know you just you never know absolutely and share your location with people yes your location with your friends with with my siblings they all have they have to share my location with them and then I also, this one is kind of weird because I've had people who like ghost me for this one. Um, I won't give people my phone number until we've actually met in person. So it's yeah. like, let's say we met online. If we met online and we've been communicating online, then we need to just keep communicating that way as a safety barrier until I feel ready to give you this very personal detail of mine, give you my phone number. Because yes. if you give someone your phone number, then they can look up a whole bunch of other information about you. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, no, if we met on Bumble, we're going to chat on Bumble until I feel ready to give you my phone number. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And so um, I've had men who are like, that's not going to work for me. I'm like, well, then it's not going to work for me either. Peace right. out. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. Like, you have to make your boundaries known from the get yes. Not like being like bitchy about it, but like, if, if my first boundary setting for you is telling you that I don't feel comfortable giving you my phone number yet and you're angry or you're pushy about it, then mm-hmm. what does that say for later on down the line? Yeah, absolutely. Not Clearly. Expect- yeah. If you clear- just one simple boundary, yes. like my other boundaries later on. Right. And like you still have access to me. I'm just right. not giving you access to me. Exactly. You can still send me memes. You can still like, mm-hmm. you know, send me chats here and there and and sometimes I'll even offer the alternative like okay well you know I I won't give you my phone number but you can dm me on instagram you can pretty much do the same thing um right but like yeah so that's those those are all like that's my vetting process right okay I like that I like all all that useful like helpful information because I feel like a lot of people aren't like taking their safety (laughs) to consider when they're dating and it's scary out here for women like like we literally have to worry about being murdered <laughs> I mean that's not like that we literally have to worry about like okay is this person gonna axe murder me or not like yeah no you know sure. mm-hmm. so gotta be careful be safe okay and trust your gut too again like tr- yeah. trust your gut um for me like I vet I do all that <laughs> records i mean mm-hmm. i try to find as much as i can on you um before i meet you because yeah that and that's part of my google search I'm like mm-hmm. I google search, whatever i can find criminal records um yes you like uh, your uh graduation pictures like yes. especially like if they have a facebook because if they have a Facebook, a lot of times, like, they'll have, like, their relatives, like, so-and-so is their mom and their sister or whatever. So that you can kind of, like, go look at those profiles, too, and just kind of, like, get an overall picture of who the person is and if yes. they safe enough to go out with. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's a lot of people just mad meeting. And it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> stop doing that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I want to talk about your modeling. Like, is that something, um, that I, I bet that like not a lot of insecure men they find out like what you do and like, is that the case for you? Um, I don't think I've given someone enough of my time to where we got to that point where like they showed their insecurity. Um, yeah. You know, one of like, so one of the um, Bumble prompts, like on my Bumble profile is like my alter ego. And then, you know, a lot of people like, you know, they'll put like a cute picture of like their alter ego. My alter ego post on Bumble is me modeling. It's like a behind the scenes of me posing. The camera is like flashing. Someone's, you know, blowing the 
wind like the wind for my hair um so like that's that's my alter ego that's how i look at it and so i think that right away kind of turns the men who don't want that off they'll see that and be like oh no Mm-mm. Mm. like and it's okay if they want to judge me they want to call me a thought or whatever but like if that's what you think of me because i posted this like picture or this video then then you know we we don't need to be communicating so i purposely did that for that reason because i knew that it would turn off the insecure men and i mm. think it's done a pretty good job yeah i love that um so how did you get into modeling Honestly, it just kind of like happened. And I I know people get frustrated when they say, because people ask me all the time, like, I want to model. How do you, how did you start or whatever? And it just kind of happened. I've always loved being in front of the camera or being in front of an audience. Ever since I was little, I um, would sing in front of the mirror. (laughs) I would, I was in dance team. I was in drama. I was in a couple of plays in high school, like, I've always been like a performer. And so modeling is just kind of like an extension of that because it's the same thing. You're like in front of the camera. And I don't know, this thing happens and my son like pointed it out because sometimes he like will be behind the scenes and he'll watch me do my thing. And then it's like when the camera starts rolling, I like you can see it in my face. I become a different person. Like I become Mm. like I'm a confident person as it is. But when that camera starts rolling, I become even more confident. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, I just start strutting myself. You can see my face. You can like the sultry look that I have, like when I'm modeling. And so I, I don't know. It just, I naturally, that's what's been how I like when I take pictures. And once I made my Instagram public, um you know and like I would post and of course we all tag the stuff that we wear so brands would start to notice me and then eventually got to where like you know maybe like a local photographer just wanted pictures for their portfolio so we did like a you know like a service for service thing where like I get the pictures they get pictures for their portfolio so that happened or then like brands started reaching out to me like can you come model for this or can you do that? And so it kind of went like that. And then as I've gone through it, I've gotten to meet other people in the industry, like other producers, other photographers, other videographers, other creators who then remember me. And then like, they'll reach out and be like, Hey, do you want to come model for blah, 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 blah. Like just a couple of weeks ago, um, one of my photographer acquaintances was like, Hey, I need a model for a skincare brand are you available? And I'm like, heck yeah. So literally I just went and I just modeled for the skincare brand, just like putting like a face mask on my face or like zit cream, you know, it's just like, it's kind of like through networking, it kind of has grown, but there wasn't like a a thing where like I signed up somewhere to be a model or I didn't go to classes to be a model. It just kind of like happened. It's just pulling. (laughs) <laughs> what you were meant to do girl so give us give us your best posing tips because we all want to take pictures like a model but we don't all have those skills yeah no I think the the thing is people hyper focus on their insecurities right mm. so I feel like a lot of time people like women will be like I don't like taking pictures because of my belly or I don't like taking pictures because of my arms or whatever so you need to practice modeling like in front of the mirror to highlight the features that you do love about yourself instead of hyper fixating on the things that you don't love about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I think that's what it is for me. I love my hourglass shape. I know I have a small waist and like really wide hips. I get that. And so I, want to make sure that when I pose I accentuate that or I show that or that I wear things that make me feel beautiful because of my shape I like things that are like curve hugging I will not probably like I've done it a couple of times but I don't like modeling and big <coughs> because it does nothing mm-hmm. for my shape and then I don't feel cute I don't feel comfortable so yeah find find the things that you love about yourself find what makes you comfortable and then honestly there are so many videos on youtube or like even on tiktok like people who are either photographers um or who just like are models and they show you how to pose it's like okay if you want to hide this part then pose like this or sit like that 
So I highly encourage maybe like looking up on YouTube or on TikTok um, how to pose to, I guess, hide your insecurities or highlight the things you love about yourself. And then just practice, 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 practice. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, I'm a photographer, like families and whatnot. Um, and people just, yeah, posing is really, really and I that's like my favorite thing about being a photographer is being able to post somebody and take a picture of them and they're like oh like I actually like how I look in that and then it completely changes the rest mm-hmm. of the photo shoot like posing is so and there are so many great TikToks out there like I watch TikToks all the time on posing people mm-hmm. um very helpful resource it's around dude I know people like to shit on TikTok but TikTok is such a valuable resource it really is as well it yeah. really obviously you can't believe everything like you you need to like know how to filter through the bullshit mm-hmm. um but yeah no tiktok is amazing like people like i learn anytime i need to learn something it's like, oh, it used to be youtube but now it's like with tiktok it's like quick videos it is it is and i, and I know that's why like sometimes youtubers kind of like stress out because it's like you know, people are getting so used to being able to find what they need and learn it in 60 seconds versus yes. a 15 or 20 minute YouTube video. And like, even myself, like when I was still, you know, teaching, sometimes I need to, I'm, I'm a very like fake it till you make it person. So yes. I needed to Same. make like a, a clickable PDF and I'm like, hold on, hold on. I know how to make a PDF. Like I know how to like do all the formatting for the PDF. How in the world do I make these like, links or these like buttons because I knew how to hyperlink but I was like how do I make buttons clickable so I literally went to YouTube and you know you type it in and you know you get thousands of results I mm-hmm. went and found the shortest video because if I can learn it in two minutes versus 20 minutes I'm gonna I'm sorry I'm gonna go with the two minute video <laughs> absolutely yeah, so, yeah but that's why TikTok has gotten um so much attention because you can learn like hair tutorials makeup tutorials you can do all of that in the three minute time frame that TikTok gives you versus the unlimited time that YouTube gives you, but then people are going to tune you out or not even watch the whole video, you know? A lot of these. So, and you're like, this is about nothing. <laughs> yes. I need, the, I need the information. Like, come on, I like to be efficient, you know? Like, uh, you know, even with like podcasts, I, I've learned this. I've I learned this, like, for myself too and I, I haven't podcasted in a hot minute like I kind of like stopped recording but I realized that when I listen to a podcast I want to listen to the podcast where they immediately go into like the meat of the stuff because sometimes some podcasters will sit there and they'll give you like a recap of their week or they'll tell you a story or they'll catch you up on blah 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 and like I get it I totally understand that you want to share that part of your life with your listeners but if I'm listening to like a true crime podcast right and you're gonna tell me about Ted Bundy get to it tell me about Ted Bundy I don't need to know that you had a barbecue and you invited the whole neighborhood and you made ribs you know like I don't need to know all that just get to get to Ted Bundy stick to the topic yeah and yeah I get that later episodes you know, when I was still recording, I kind of tried to do that. Like, I'll still have an intro and whatever, but I try to keep that intro to like two minutes tops because, like, I know that people are tuning in for whatever topic, uh, you know, I put on the title or whoever the guest is that day. Like, they want to get to the meat. So, uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I kept it nice and short. <laughs> yes, I love that. So, I know we talked about red flags. What are a couple of your green flags? What are things that, like, you're like, okay. I can fuck with you. Um, well, one, respecting my boundaries. That's mm-hmm. obviously. Um, two, open communication. I, I don't play the, like, I'm going to wait two or three hours to reply to your text. I understand if you're, like, working and you have a busy life and you just haven't gotten to it. But there's you can still say, like, hey, I'm busy. I'll get back to you later. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I yes. Don't play, I don't play those games. So if you are... Um, a communicator I love that if you are willing to be vulnerable love that we love a vulnerable man who's willing to yes talk about those kinds of things um so yeah I, I that's really like the, the big things that I look for is like are, do you respect my boundaries are you being vulnerable and are you communicating with me um yeah 
you know, when you say that, it really doesn't sound like that much to ask for. It's not, but it's, but it is that. But it is so rare to find in a man those three things together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hey, got to keep those standards high. We'll find the right person when Absolutely. it is meant to be. And in the meantime, I'm perfectly happy, like, learning and lo- learning about myself and loving myself. Absolutely. I love that. So you, I know you said you're working on something you can't really talk about. We just love when influencers say that. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Not, like, if I could talk about it, I would. This is not my decision that I can't. Listen, listen, contracts. <laughs> we get it. We get it. But uh, is there anything you can share? Like, uh, I know about Funny has a launch coming up this weekend. Um, like anything else you got going on that's exciting? Because this will air tomorrow, so. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> Buff Bunny launch this weekend. Coach Teresa, save 10%. Plus, you know, that's kind of how I make my living now, so please support me. Um, and then, um, you know, honestly, I'm going to be I'm gonna be real with you. Right now, I'm trying to just finish out any pending contracts or collabs that I had already scheduled because I am going to be having my ACL surgery at the end of the summer. Um, probably end of July and once I have my surgery like the recovery is going to be kind of long and extensive um like I'm gonna have to go to like PT and shit so I really have just been focusing on fulfilling my work duties so that I can then focus on my recovery yeah uh, so recovery like how are you mentally preparing yourself for that um you know, I've had so many surgeries in my life that I'm not even scared of the surgery part. And I know, like, whenever I talk about it, people are like, it's surgery's not that bad. And I was like, I'm not scared of the surgery. Like, mm-hmm. I had a C-section at 17. I had my gallbladder removed at 18. I had a tummy tuck in my mid-20s. <laughs> like, I've had so many surgeries. Like, it's not the surgery part that I'm scared of. What I am frustrated about and still frustrated about is the fact that I have to take time out of my life to recover, to like literally sit my ass down and let my knee heal. And so I'm just like, people are telling me like, you should watch this show. So I'm like, nope, I'm going to add it to my recovery list. So I literally (laughs) have a recovery list of things that I'm going to do that I can do while I'm on recovery. Um, And so that's kind of just how I'm mentally preparing. Physically, I've been doing um, prehab, which is like rehab before you, you know, do your surgery. I've been trying to, I've been staying active um, because I want to make sure that once the surgery happens, I have a healthy recovery and I want to be able to give it my all. I want to be able to, you know, heal nicely and quickly. But yeah, so just for, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I know, I know when you're like a active person and you're an athlete, like being recovering healing it can be so hard and like like I'm the same way like the surgery itself I'm I look at it as a nap I'm like okay cool about to get a nap and wake up um but then it's like cool now so what's your recovery period is it like a four to six week or yeah we don't know how long my actual recovery is gonna be because I've talked to like so many people who have had it done and some people are like, oh, yeah, I was good after three months of PT. And then there's some people who are like, oh, I'm 18 months in and I'm still dealing with, you know, whatever. Mm. So it really varies from person to person. I'm doing all the stuff that I can, like I localized cryotherapy on my knee, like uh, infrared saunas, like drinking my supplements to like, you know, make my joints and everything else better. Like literally anything that I can think of that it's going to aid my recovery, I am doing it. Um, but then also I want to, you know, say my body is literally my job. And so whenever a part of your body isn't working and it is holding you back, it can be frustrating because while I'm recovering, I'm not going to be able to work out and make workout content. I'm not going to be able to model because I won't be able to like stand and twist and shit. So like, like all of these little things that in the back of my head kind of like fuel me to want to make sure that I heal faster and healthier. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're wishing you all the best on your recovery and everything else. I mean, you still got a while. You still got the summer to enjoy. Yes. Yeah. So, so you're still actively like on the apps, dating, doing the things. So you kind of. I haven't deleted them or anything. I'm there. Um, but I'm not actively swiping or looking. 
at the moment. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm open to possibilities, but I'm also not like actively looking right this second. I feel like my, my focus and my attention are elsewhere. Okay. So now we're adding the song. What's your song? So what what do we do? I'm going to be honest with you. I totally forgot to pick a song. talk about we talked about dating red flags what's your favorite like bad bitch song like what's the song you put on when you're like all right i need to fatty right now because i feel like a saddie and we need to turn it around <laughs> um so i okay i love music i listen to almost any genre of music but i don't have like a favorite song or favorite artist usually what i'll do is i'll go to spotify and i find like pre-made um playlists and Mm -hmm. then that's that's what I listen to so I I don't really have like a okay that's a that's okay I'm gonna I'm gonna send you my final playlist okay um and I'll insert um a song that I'm currently loving and listening to it's called I hope you're miserable until you're dead (gasps) I love that yes that's the energy (laughs) we need to be sending out even. yeah let's do it yes yes absolutely thank you so much Tere. this was so much fun i really appreciate you coming on i know you have a very busy schedule so i appreciate you cutting out some time for me just sharing your wealth of knowledge oh i'm appreciate so happy it. that you asked me to come back on and i had so much fun thank you for having me of course enjoy the rest of your day you too bye okay bye Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.